1: Hey, everybody. <clears throat> yeah, it is me, Stacey Lynn Harp, your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, it is. And I just want to say thank you for joining us for today's edition of Bible News Radio. Yeah, I do. You know why? Because today, we have an awesome young woman. Yeah, we do. We have a millennial. <gasps> One of those on the show. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, well, I'm not kidding about her being a millennial, but you know what it is? I... When I went to California last week, I actually sat on the airplane next to a couple of millennials on the way out and also on the way back. And one of the things that I was really surprised by is how, you know, millennials get a bad rap. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, they do. And it's it's really interesting. <laughs> they they do. They get a bad rap. It's irritating. Because you know what? Millennials are cool people and I have to tell you I've met more extremely mature Millennials than I have some people in my own age group people just saying just saying some of you even just saying anyway so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about politics with a Millennial yeah we are my guest I met actually on one of these business apps it's kind of funny how we met I have this uh um business networking thingy. Um, Anyway, uh, Rosemary came up on it. Yeah, she did. And I was like, hey, I want to meet her. And would you believe she actually wanted to meet me too? Can you believe that? So anyway, we met. We did a video chat. I found out about her. I thought this this would be a a great guest for Bible News Radio. And not only are you going to learn a lot today, but you're going to have some fun, I hope. I hope. I mean, I'm not... I won't say any names, but you know, some of the older broadcasters, eh, sunny, (laughs) they never have any fun. I like to have fun, in case you didn't know that. I mean, listen to this music. Okay, so do me a favor and share this out, if you don't mind, to the three people that will get it because our show is spiked everywhere. Just share it. Remember, sharing is caring. (laughs) And if you're on YouTube, and if you're on Periscope, and if you're on Twitch, then feel free to say hi in the comments so I know you're there, otherwise I don't know you're there. Okay? Alright, people. So I'm going to go ahead and share this out while I'm thinking about it. And we will share this out all as well. Melanie, my number one super fan and right hand person is my social media sharer in our Facebook group. So I know Melanie will share the show out there as well. So if you happen to be in our Facebook group and you're watching this live too, uh, make sure you leave a comment. Whether you're on the live broadcast or the replay is super duper ooper important. I just made that last word up, ooper. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let me tell you who my guest is. My guest is Rosemary Dewar. Yeah, she is. Rosemary, she is so beautiful, first of all. I have to tell you, she is uh, Messianic Jewish believer. Yeah. She loves Israel, which I do too. One of the things we bonded over. She is a political commentator by day. Well, actually kind of by night, sort of, but she actually works a day job aside from being a political commentator. She has her columns over on Washington Examiner, um, and some other things. And I also have to tell you, she meet, she recently went to APAC, which is, is a political, uh, convention, and she actually ran into somebody super famous in the political world. I'm going to let her tell you who it is, and uh, and all that. So I don't want to drag this out. So, uh, Rosemary, welcome to our show for the first time. Glad you're here.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This is
1: amazing. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I get to sit next to youth and greatness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hey, by the way, I, I forgot to tell you I have to look up over here, so I can't look down here. Just so you know, because you know that's oh, how yeah. it goes. That oh, goes. God. Okay. <laughs> All right. So get. Let, so tell everybody a little bit about about your background. You know, I just I want people to get to know you because I think that there is a stereotype with millennials that kind of bugs me actually, and you can probably speak to it more than other people. And by the way, she's in her early 30s. She can. She doesn't have to tell you the exact age, but. You know, only if you want. So go ahead.
0: But uh, I am, uh, so my name is Rosemary Duart. I do a little bit of political commentating and some, even some movie reviews with some friends. And uh, yeah, my generation gets a terrible rap. But it's, uh I feel like only the loudest ones get all the attention. And uh, they're kind of giving me a bad name. I'm not too happy about it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's like, regardless of that, I feel like there's a more like a quiet majority, not necessarily minority, but um, a quiet majority that is very independent-minded and way more conservative than the media like. And I think it's one of the things that is catapulting generation and um, we'll see we'll see how uh, how we're carry a lot of our ideas forward in the future mm-hmm.
1: okay so some of that cut out but i think i got most of it so okay let, let's back up just for a minute so how many what okay why okay let's let's start with the issue okay do you can you tell us what the age group is for millennials that way because some people don't know and i figured since you are one you should know
0: uh, it's a like millennials start. I think in like either nineteen eighty two or nineteen eighty four, and uh, and then it's uh, fifteen years forward from there. So that's kind of like our age bracket. Yeah. And um...
1: uh oh, is she frozen for everybody or just me?
0: I think everyone. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, in the meantime. <laughs> I think we lost her. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Don't worry, she'll come yeah. back. Oh wait, are you back? What happened? Are you there? Uh, it looks like I'm back. You're yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> the inter- it's the internet. Whatever. You know, uh we're like a multi million dollar production not <laughs> <laughs> Okay, get back here on screen. Bareface. Uh, will- well Bare- no. Yeah. Don't worry. Bearface is gonna bring her back. Uh, All right. Okay there's rosemary she's back okay so okay so so millennials are in we're born in the 80s the mid the mid the early 80s right okay okay and so you're in your early 30s so we'll just say if you were my child you you are a millennial basically which makes me feel slightly old thanks a lot no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Well, you could be the granddaughter of some of my audience cuz some of my audience is super old. I won't name names, <laughs> just so you know. But uh <laughs> Okay, anyway. Okay, so there is this weird stereotype with millennials being lazy, kind of like they they don't they're liberals, they can't think, you know, stuff like that. And it, it and it really bothers me that that is kind of the stereotype because also you know, I would say that there's been a very, there, there's been a remnant of believers, a lot of believers, actually, who have homeschooled, right, and raised very conservative kids. In fact, I actually have a good friend who's very liberal, and I just found out her son, who is in his early 20s, I don't know if he'd be a millennial, though. But anyway, he's conservative, and I had no idea. I was like, oh, my gosh, you rebelled against your family. What? <laughs> so why are you conservative? I guess that's a good place to begin. Um say,
0: so, well, I, I was homeschooled for the first three years of my elementary education, uh, went to private school after that, and then made my way into public school. Um, but my parents did a really good job of instilling, it's like, when it came to marrying ethics with biblical truth, um and even if they didn't always have the answers they did allow us to have some sort of freedom to find it out for ourselves cuz a, a lot of the times they didn't always have the answer and uh i think that's probably one of the reasons why you see some millennials bounce away because i think i think unfortunately the christian community tries to have an answer for everything when it's not coherent and uh it's like when you just force one opinion so hard without true explanation millennials are very sensitive to truth Mm -hmm. and uh it's i I could probably say that that's probably their strongest attribute they they detect uh bs very easily
1: (laughs) (laughs) you read my mind i was thinking bs and you said it yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's funny okay well and it's true right i mean we all we all desire authenticity at least you know supposedly um and and i think i think well let me ask you what you think do you think social media has a part of that do you think being a you know living on computers being raised in the social media world your whole life uh gives you a, a more sensitivity to the fact that what's real and what's not
0: um Social media, I think, I think it's, I, I think it's two sides of one coin. You have people who put a lot of emphasis on what social media means, and how important it is, and then you have people who know that they are a persona on the internet, and they can very easily tell me someone else is a persona instead of who they actually are. I mean, people on Twitter are the worst people. I, it's like I'm a pretty rude person on Twitter. Mm-hmm. it kind of comes with the territory. It's like, but, uh, but, uh, it's like when it comes to social media, very rarely is there just one person that fits into one category. It's either, you know, exactly who everyone is or, or you try to frame a part of social media as more important than it, than it actually reflecting a demographic. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if social media is necessarily the, the issue. I think it's more of a cultural um, cultural significance on, on ethics is why there may be some misperceptions of who people are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree i absolutely agree okay just so everybody knows if you're new to the show this is my guest rosemary duer and she is a political but she's a millennial but she's a political commentary she's conservative she's a believer uh and you know if you guys have any questions you know during the show feel free you know to send them my way preferably on periscope uh that's where most people are but you know i can also look at youtube or bareface can go ahead and let me know if anybody's saying anything over there okay all right, so Rosemary just wrote a brand new article. It's titled The Millennial Mind, and it's over on the Washington Examiner website. <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't say the Washington Post because that's the enemy. But it's on the Examiner. And uh, tell yeah, me. My... So that, that
0: one, that one particularly is on Athens Now, I
1: think, actually. Oh, it is? Okay. You know? Yeah. Athens Now, <laughs> Alabama. Okay, so yeah, athensnowal.com
0: so yeah there's a whole series of articles under that
1: oh there we go okay all right so so tell us why you talked you decided to write the millennial mind
0: so the the millennial mind is a commentary on what Millennials think and kind of why some cultural things might give us a perception of things that aren't true and I Try to make parallels between current culture and some historical ethics. Why it's like pointing to things like Plato or or Aristotle or even our founding fathers to try and kind of distill an idea that seems to either be uh, like a central part of thinking or or even just like a highlight of what happens to be in, in the news.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and. So your latest article is card, called "Starve, Mute, and Loathe." Did I say it Loathe. right? <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: So uh, over over a decade ago, the, the book slash movie "Eat, Pray, Love" came out, right. talking about how you have to have this spiritual journey of consuming so much that you think you have been missing out on, in order for you to feel fulfilled, loved. And uh, and have a spiritual type of identity, and uh, and not that it's not entirely wrong, but I don't think it's properly framed for this particular time and culture, where you are overloaded with sensory, and uh, there's not there's not necess- there's almost no device that doesn't have a screen that you're either listening from or watching from. You're always watching the TV. You're always listening to a podcast. You're always reading a book. And there's not really a well-defined filter for people to uh, kind of take in that information, especially when they don't have like a, uh, an ethical identity already there. And when, you, when we're dealing with what we've been seeing over the past decade, and basically it's a leftover from the 60s where all the major pillars of ethics and belief and social constructs that are healthy, um, those things are completely taken out of the picture to the point that a lot of the things that you need have lost meaning. And it's, uh, I think it keeps, keeps people in a state that, um, they never really figure out who they are. And, uh, it, I think it hurts them in the long run
1: very cool. Well, you know, it it is interesting. You you mentioned the the whole screen thing, you know. I actually don't like to read books on on a device. I hate it, in fact. I hate digital books. Just so yeah. you know. I really don't like them. I love books. I'm a bibliophile. I have too many books as Bareface will tell you. <laughs> when, when I moved here from California, I literally got probably gave away close to a, almost 1000 a books. No, and I'm not kidding. I have that many. I did. I was a book hoarder. No, actually, it didn't help that I helped promote books. I got all these books for free, but um, but yeah. This, and so let okay. So let me ask you this. So, what about you know because of the attachment to technology that your generation has, do you find it a struggle to be in relationships with like do actual FaceTime like you know real in person like with other people? Is that a struggle for your generation? You think?
0: Well, uh, especially where you have a lot of monetary possibilities when it comes to technology now, where you're seeing 14 and 15 year old girls doing uh, makeup tutorials on Instagram, and they are making money off that. And uh and then you have someone like PewDiePie who is all he's doing is live streaming him playing video games, and he's, he's he has over 90 million followers, and he's getting sponsorships and making money. So. It, it almost becomes where anything, anytime you're investing in something you're expecting an immediate return. Mm-hmm. And that, so that instant gratification problem uh, is heightened, unfortunately by it. And uh, there's, there is a needed um, focus, well, re, a refocus of what it means to be with someone that you care about, even if it's just one-on-one and and properly investing that time with the person.
1: Okay. What well, what was the name of that person that you just said that has the ninety million followers?
0: PewDiePie.
1: C- <laughs> Cute cutie pie?
0: PewDiePie, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's like my generation
0: knows exactly who he is. <laughs> I was gonna say I have
1: no clue who he is hey, and I'm not embarrassed. At least I mean I could say do you know who like Andy Davis is? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you would. <laughs> oh yeah okay how about well it's like my parents raised me on the classics they cared (laughs) okay what show was it huh what show was it What what
0: i I don't know i recognize the name though Uh uh-huh
1: okay so you really don't okay so ann b davis played alice on the brady bunch yeah
0: yeah. Uh,
1: okay so how about do you know who mary tyler moore is Oh gosh! Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about Gavin McCloud? Uh, <laughs>
0: gosh, no, actually, I recognize I recognize the character name because I because I see it in memes. But uh, other than that, no.
1: Okay, Gavin McCloud. He's actually a very uh, very well known believer. Actually, he's he was known as Captain Steubing on the Love Boat. That's it. The yep. Love Boat. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, oh okay, so it's PewDiePie, Pew but it's 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 puts yeah. D Pew. Oh my so, gosh, he's yeah. got he's got ninety three million followers or subscribers, almost ninety four million. I I oh my gosh, yeah. that yeah. is insane. And all he does is play games.
0: All he does is live stream him playing. That's it.
1: Wow. That's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so um, like, but, this is what millennials kind of want to be like, and this is part of like the "be be independent" thing. Is uh-huh. that they they want their personality and what they think is valuable to them should be valuable to a larger audience, and uh and they want to get paid to be themselves. And it's like that only works for so many people, right? And, you know, everyone can't do that, but okay. uh, but again, it kind of goes back. It's 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 almost like a halcyon called to like the pioneer spirit instead of it being land, it's information. And people and my generation wants it all. They want to know all the things all the time. And, and it does inhibit their ability to know what's real and what's not, especially when they don't take the time to like discover something, let it settle a little bit and, uh, and, Solidified in a way that's actually
1: valuable. Yeah, you know, you know that's a good point. I have to tell you, the generation gap is real interesting because I, I, I graduated from high school in 1986, and it was in the early 80s when computers started just to become like mainstream. And it was right after I graduated that America Online was very popular, and and you know, I pretty much grew up on the computer as a young adult myself. But I take care of a 90 year old dad who's, you know, who's he's 90, almost 91. And, you know, he'll see me come in with my phone, you know, in, in assisted living and we'll be talking and everything. He, and he'll be like, you know, this is, you know, I wished I had one of those, you know, basically. And I'm like, no, you don't. If you look to, and, and if you look at all these people in assisted living, they're like, they feel kind of disconnected. From my generation, let alone your generation, I'm kind of stuck in between this interesting world where I am very tech savvy, and so I'm very connected with your generation. But I'm also, I'm, I'm also fully aware that I hate being connected so much because because it's so narcissistic in so many ways, and I hate that, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, mean, I,
0: and I was yeah. Just, and, well, one of the things that I talked about in, in my latest article is. The things that we, the things that the previous generation experienced forty years ago, is what we're literally paying to do right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're paying to be in a deprivation tank in, for an hour and a half, where where we where we're either in almost complete darkness or we have ambient music or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, or or we're going on like a month detox of vigil, like a digital detox. I'm like, you know, you could just unhook your Wi-Fi. And open, crack open a book, and you'll get the exact same experience without paying the time. But uh, yeah. it's it's hilarious that there is that that gap of experience between generations.
1: Yeah, I I know. I, just so you guys know, too, I do know that there's, it seems to be a little bit of an internet connection over on Periscope. So if you're experiencing that, and you can still hear me just jump out and try to go back in, because sometimes it, it's just Periscope. And I can tell you, I know for a fact, just so you all know, that Periscope discriminates against our show, Bible News Radio, and the reason I say that, and this is actually a good segue for my freebie I'm going to get to offer here, but <clears throat> a couple of days ago, I was in Southern California with my friend, Dr. Jennifer Fee, we put the exact same title on both of our scopes, with the exception of flipping my name, put put her name first, and I put, you know, anyway, we used the exact same wording on our scope and her scope, which happens to have 1,000 fewer followers than me, on our scope, uh, got three times as many people as Bible News Radio did. So, so we're being spiked. We're being hidden. We're being hidden on Twitter. We were pr- pretty much hidden on Facebook, which is why I'm not on there anymore, except for our replay and all that. So so just so you're aware, you know, if you share the show out, you can share it a few times actually and if you don't mind posting it on your other social media, that actually helps. But we're being we're being hidden on purpose on on social media <laughs> because we're a Christian show. That's the truth, right? I mean it's it's insane. It's insane. But anyway, all that to say though, I want to share that with you. Um, and also let you know, I have a, a new freebie. If you guys didn't hear about it yesterday, yesterday, if you struggle with anxiety, worry, or stress, then I want you to go to bitly forward slash s l h peace, and that stands for Stacy Lynn Just so you know, s l h, and the word peace, all lowercase. Bitly forward slash. SLH If you go there, you can download a free PDF I put together of just some scriptures that you can meditate on. Because I really do believe that the best way to heal your your anxiety, worry, and stress is by meditating on on God's word. And I selected these verses uh, because they're verses that I meditate on. And I I know from my own uh, time meditating on God's word and having him change my heart and my mind that they work. And so if you want to um, you know get that free, you can go ahead and do that as well. All right. So that was for free. Just want to let you know that. Okay. Also, Rosemary, I wanna I wanna talk to you a little bit. We're part of the title is we wanna talk about the political mind of millennials. Now, I know that you're are you, you're a libertarian, right? Uh, more well,
0: more- conservatarian would probably be the better juxtaposition of that Um, i i hold a lot of very conservative values but when it comes to government intervention or or uh government interaction definitely more libertarian i'm not a huge fan of the government at all
1: (laughs) my husband just went like this which i think he approves (laughs) is that right randall
0: yeah i think on on facebook i put my um political views is constitarian. like i'm a strict constitutionalist which limits the powers of federal government and when it yeah and when it comes to um you know where the rubber hits the road more libertarian yeah very very conservative values but yeah in terms of
1: governance uh libertarian point of view so Okay. Cool. All right. So we have that set. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, I know you just went to AIPAC, which is the American Israeli action policy conference, which is super cool. Right. So you went there and you ran into somebody super famous in the political world. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like so I, I randomly decided to, uh, visit the Trump hotel while I was in DC. And while I was hanging out with, um, my friend who, uh, accompanied me. I had the honor of bumping into uh former New York mayor Rudy Giuliani and and he was just so chill. and so cool. And it was it was the week that um, Mueller had uh had opened up well had said that the, the investigation's over and there's no evidence of collusion and, mm-hmm. or obstruction and uh and Giuliani's just sitting down there with five of his friends talking about you know the week's events and how Mueller just was a complete failure and uh and I I had the wonderful chance of getting to take a picture with him that night and uh the nice little thing that I'll I'll never forget
1: (laughs) oh so cool I mean I've never met him but I can I can say that you know um he's not as bad as some other mayors. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, that didn't come out right, but I think you know what I mean. Okay, so what do you think of all the Trump, like, people who are like, uh, what's the word? Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, <laughs> forgive me, I'm still jet lagged, and I am. I'm, I'm so, I guess mania. I mean, people hate Trump or they love him, right? I mean, they, or it's it's like there's no in-between, um, well, I,
0: I feel like they're, well, particularly with my generation and the next one, there's there's some definite behavioral issues that they're not happy with when it comes to Trump, um, particularly when it comes to his past. But for the past two years, uh, compared to what he bragged of being, it's it's like night and day. Um, for, for me particularly, I didn't vote for Trump simply because there wasn't enough good, solid evidence that he was going to be any good in the first place. Mm -hmm. But I can say that I'm happily surprised. And (laughs) I mean, there's still some behavioral issues that I have an issue with, but it's not keeping him from doing good policy. Uh Um, There are some things that are keeping him from being able to hold uh, a decent cabinet, but that's also not entirely his fault. But uh, I think there's a, when, when it comes to people who are like Trump zealots and the people that are like, we're we're happy with the results type people, um, there's, there's definitely people who just were like that they want to be able to support the president without becoming an enemy with their neighbor. Right. And people are kind of fatigued at this point with it. Uh, especially my generation, it's like we're we're getting to the point where you're seeing articles on Vox or Salon.com saying I broke up with my significant other because of Trump, or we're not having as much uh, intimate relations now that we're not ha- now that because of Trump. And it's like you can't possibly be responsible for every little thing that you don't feel like you have an entitlement to. So uh, at some point, when are you going to point the finger back at yourself and be like, "Maybe I'm the problem"? Yeah. And um, and uh, so it's it's interesting what he gets blamed for when it has absolutely nothing to do with him, and and what people choose to make him um, choose to make him responsible for is uh, is really tiring, and uh, I don't I don't think it's going to last much longer. I don't know how long they think that they can keep it all up. But uh, there's I think that audience is shrinking rapidly. And I don't know what they're going to do when they can't hype up people who don't like him.
1: You know, it's um, you know interesting because Trump derangement syndrome, I, I don't know if anybody else came up with that, but that's kind of what I feel like it is. Um, I did vote for him, but I voted for him because I can't stand Hillary Clinton and I did not want another Obama in the house. Okay. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting because I believe wholeheartedly that Obama was an illegal president. He should have never been president. I don't think he's actually a citizen. I think his birth certificate was fake. Uh, there's just so much about this, e- don't, this evil evildoer- I mean, I do.
0: Ne- yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that per se, but it's like at the same time we're at the same well, time, I feel like the, the Trump base
1: well, let me finish, let me finish what I was going to say. Yeah. So, I've had Dr. Jerome Corsi on the show numerous times and Dr. Corsi uncovered a lot of stuff about Obama. And and anyway, my only point in bringing that up is that even when he was in office, I did not see the derangement type syndrome coming from the right against that man. You know what I mean? I mean, As evil as he is, I didn't see the media flipping out because, you know, conservatives hated Obama. But, I mean, I have friends who I play pickleball with who are Democrat. I asked on my Facebook not too long ago, please pray for the uh, president. No, I put prayer focus. Pray for the president of of America. And I had some of my Democrat friends flip out. I mean, just flip out because I asked for a prayer, you know, without even saying his name. And so... To me, that's just insane. I mean, it's just insane. But anyway, I just thought it. Well, but, I
0: mean, I mean to to kind of to kind of go along with that point. I mean, I mean be, because I do disagree with that point. Whether or not he's a citizen, oh. I mean, even his own brother, who is very vocal against him, has never said that. Oh. So, oh. Um, huh. so so I mean, it's uh, for, for me to say, to say that it's one sided. I think is. I mean, it's easy to say when when we've got the winning champ in the in the White House at the time, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I the, the Tea Party was not as visceral as like Antifa is, even though they oh. tried to frame the media. right? But uh, but to say that the verbiage wasn't as as heated, I think I think is a minim- minimalization of what some of the loudest people that the mainstream media decided to focus on while Obama was in office. But uh but I would I would say the pub like the the public dislike of the president is pretty equal on both sides. I think it's a pretty even pendulum swing when it comes to either of
1: them. Yeah, I well, that's where I might disagree just a little. <laughs> yeah. But that but that's okay. I don't mind. See, that's why I'm glad you're here because I want your perspective, especially as a as a younger person, you know, with as much wisdom as you have, and you're awesome. That's why I have you on my show, just so you know. But okay, wait, let me, let me read some comments that have come in from some of the people I want to say hi in, hi to. Uh, Joey Giggles is a, a very popular periscoper. He's, he's not only came into Dr. Jennifer Fee's scope the other day, but now he's, he's graced us with his presence. (laughs) Thanks, Joey. Glad you're here. Go Yankees. Uh, don't hate us, Philadelphia. Although I know Philadelphia had some problems last night. Just saying. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Joey says, uh, "Let's see where where was it? Yes, it's a mental illness. Don't." Then Sean says, "Don't mess with the Clintons," and Joey says, "It's a mental illness for sure. People screaming in the streets." And then Sean says, Molly Hemingway hated Trump at first and then did a 180. And then Joey says, the left has always been like that throughout history. They hated Andrew Jackson the same. Um, and, yeah, and, I, you know, it's interesting because the left today is socialist. It's not really democratic. Uh, in fact, I was talking to, who was I talking to? Oh, well, it was a friend of mine uh, who's liberal. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, this isn't, you know, I'm a Democrat, Actually, he's a pickleball player. Yeah, that's okay. I'm trying to remember. Okay. Yeah, and he was was saying, yeah, I'm very conservative fiscally, but I'm liberal. Um, Like the old time Democrats of Kennedy's day, as opposed to the socialist Marxist time of our day, where you have, you know, your generation wearing a communist on their t-shirt, you know, not even knowing that who the heck this guy is or what he did, you know, I would never do that. Yeah, there's no question there. I just thought I'd end and shut up so you could respond in any way you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. I do think that the newest members of the Democrat caucus have culturally appropriated the word democracy. I don't think that's exactly what they think they want. And I don't think that they have a cultural understanding of what democracy actually is, and that I means like when you're looking, um, at that the progression of what democracy turns into, democracy can very easily turn into socialism, socialism easily turns into communism. And where you have the idea where caring is sharing, um, caring is sharing until you're stealing. And then it's not caring anymore. And I don't think that well, number one, they're not being honest about their position when it comes to that. And uh I it is it is hurting them more than they think, simply because like I said before, it's like my my generation, the one actor, um, are are starting to call them out on it. And they it's like they want to be entrepreneurs, they want to be their own boss, and they're also not interested in some glorified paper pusher telling them what to do and how much of their money that they get to keep. And um, it's uh, it's tearing it does it is tearing away the fundamental ideal of the American dream of of being able to take care of yourself without someone else's help, whether it's your parents or your community, and uh, and again being able to call your own shots and and have your own thing. If my generation wants it, so does the next one, and I don't think that they acknowledge on a political scale that they're taking that away from the base that they say they want to represent.
1: Amen. All right. Hey, everybody. Don't you love Rosemary? Isn't she awesome? Give us applause if you do. Actually, you should put a one in the chat box there over on Periscope if you love her and you want her to come back for sure because I think she's awesome. All right, so let me uh, kind of take a little quick segue here because we are a sponsored show. Ariel Ministries is our wonderful sponsor. They've been so faithful in sponsoring Bible News Radio for uh, two years now, which is so super cool. Um, if you're not familiar with the ministry of Ariel, this is uh, the ministry that Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum uh um, started many decades ago. I mean, probably 40, maybe even 50 years ago. He's in his 70s now. He's intern internationally known Messianic Bible teacher. And you can actually go to ariel.org and save 20% on anything there in the store whenever you go there and you buy some stuff. So use the coupon code BIBLENEWS. It's super easy because that's my show. And we have a brand new book, too. It's called the... Is it... <laughs> I'm going to get it. It is the it's it's the feasts and fasts of israel which is so hard for me to say people just so you know it's super hard to say that but you guys can get that it's a new book by dr fruchtenbaum passover is coming up pretty soon yeah it is and i hear there's chocolate wafers these days but anyway aside from that
0: chocolate covered matzah
1: yes chocolate covered matzah anyway but but you could learn about the feasts and fasts of israel get that book get it for your collection make sure you study it okay and also they have passover haggadah over there as well Um, they have a whole bunch of different stuff on uh, the ariel website make sure you go there and you check it out the other thing i gotta gotta show you unless you if you have not been on my social media today i was super excited because check this out people (laughs) i have a will i you, you guys know i'm a member of legal shield right and Legal Shield is super awesome. This is my last will and testament of me, Stacy Lynn Harp. It is now official. You know, when you sign up for Legal Shield for $24.95 a month, you get a whole bunch of great benefits. But the biggest, biggest one is that you get a will. You can get a will done here. And I'm gonna tell you something. Getting a will, it, it really kind of makes you think think about your what's the word I'm thinking of? Mortality, Yeah, there you go. And here's the other thing, too. With the will, you also get an advance directive. This is an official legal document that they send with your will. And on the advance directive, it has all these questions on there. Like, you know, indicate your wishes for quality of life. Like, what if I die? Or, or what if I get hit in a accident or something and I end up in the hospital? You know? And so it gives all of this stuff to you, right? You know, it's about 70 percent of people don't have a will we actually seen some very famous people die recently you guys who didn't have a stinking will i mean seriously you need a will if you're over 18 you need a will for sure so with legal shield it only costs you 24.95 a month to get it when wills can cost you a couple thousand dollars especially if you have a big family and you're married and stuff like that. It comes really cool. I mean, like I said, when Randall showed this to me, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's official. It kind of looks like a casket. If you think about it, I'm going to, let me pull it back. It does kind of look like a casket, (laughs) but here's the thing. I'm just going to be honest. If you die without a will, I mean, yes, you'll be fine. If you're, if you're a Christian and you're going to heaven, but if, but your family will go to probate hell, just so you know, and nobody wants to go to probate, because probate is hell, okay? It, it is, and you, you just don't want to go there. Uh, you're, you don't want your loved one to be grieving over you, and then having to deal with all that stuff, okay? Um, it, it can be a huge nightmare. So be nice to your family, and get your will done, <laughs> Okay? Um, a good, and Joey is actually saying he's a member of legal shield and he's, you know, all that. So that's great. And so many of you joined already, and I would highly encourage you if you haven't joined yet to join. I talk about this all the time. I actually had a guy this morning uh, at one of my networking groups actually sign up this morning because he's a young man. He's a millennial. He's has, he has his first baby on the way. And uh, he told me, he said, Stacy, thank you so much. I needed to get a will together because I have a baby coming. I'm married. I'm buying a new house, you know. And, but even if you're single, you have no children, you need a will. At the very least, you need a will. And Legal Shield gives you so much more. You get unlimited access to a provider law firm. You get letters written on your behalf. You get, I mean, Randall and I have, <laughs> have used them more than I thought. But also member perks. I shared, I think it was yesterday, I shared, I saved 86 bucks, I think it was, on a rental car for a week, you know, that, you know, I paid under 200 bucks for a rental car for a whole week in California, Okay. It was less than $25 a day. And I was actually talking to another friend who gets all these other types of perks. And she was telling me that her perks are out of the world. And I was like, well, what are your perks? Like, how much did you save on a rental car? Because everybody offers these, right? And she said, well, my mine was $30 a day. So you multiply that five by seven, that's $35. Just saying. I, I You know, that's $35 that... I saved more than that woman saved because I'm a legal shield member, so do yourself a favor, get signed up. I'm telling it 'cause I love you just so you know I really do <laughs> and of course i d shield we've talked a lot about that I could go through I could do a whole show on identity theft, you know you need to get i d shield too uh for an individual, these services is like thirty five bucks a month most of you spend more of that on junk food, you know going out eating at whatever a couple times a month you know the money it's very well worth it for a family it's $49.90 a month and that covers eight kids and parents two parents even if you're gay two gay parents or two straight parents doesn't matter and the legal shield actually covers your whole family any kids 26 and under living at home or in college are actually covered under the legal shield and 18 and under id shield it's covered Okay. So, I mean, everybody's covered. Here's the other thing. If you need to make some extra money, I have personally the best leadership in Legal Shield. Uh Terry and Zach and Vicki Fitch are my upline. And these guys know how to train you. They know how to motivate you. They offer free training for my team only. You'll get Vicky's book, Direct Selling 101. Uh, you'll get personal coaching from me. You know, and all the Legal Shield stuff plus benefits. If you guys want to become a member and actually, uh, you know, sell Legal Shield like I do and help protect people, it's only ninety nine dollars to start. Okay, and, and seriously, if you actually do the work, get off your butt and do work, and actually get out there and network and share share it. The service sells itself. It really does. So just get in touch with me right there, Bitly forward slash. Capital L-O-J 2019, you can, you know, get me directly, contact me through the website or contact me through any of my social media, okay? Um, Because this is an awesome company, and they just made it super easy to even level up. And you can literally make $400 in your first 20 days to 45 days if you actually do that and make your investment back three times over if you actually get out there and do the work. So that's just my little plea there. And then last but not least, if you want to become a supporter, a pillar of the community for Bible News Radio, because you love what we do, then please go ahead and go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and set up a recurring payment there on PayPal or your credit card. Or you can cut a check like a couple of my viewers do um, and have that come directly to us as well. All right. So there you have it, people. And believe me, that was nothing compared to K-Earth 101. When I was in California, I, I must have listened to 100 commercials <laughs> in, in a 10-minute block. I'm like, K-Earth 101. <laughs> hey, they they actually even had, I just have to say, the oldies station there cracked me up. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're playing songs from when I was in high school. I am now officially in the oldies group. <laughs> It used to be 50s and 60s was the oldies, and now it's the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, They had this... uh, Rosemary might might have to do that. Ooh, okay. So, Rosemary, when I was listening to K-Earth 101 when I was in California last week, one of the things that they, they had people do was call up and they... They were saying, okay, for 10 seconds, in 10 seconds, we'll give you $100 each time you can say K-Earth 101 in a 10-second period. So people were calling up, you know, and they were like, they were like going, okay, ready, set, go. And then they would, they would go K-Earth 101, K-Earth 101, K-Earth 101. So I will give you a penny for each time you can say Bible News Radio in 10 seconds. Let's see if you can do it. Okay, ready? Okay, wait, we have to get a, a time clock. Wait, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead.
0: Put one up on the. Uh...
1: <laughs> do you have it? She... <laughs> Thanks, wait, baby. first, wait. Do you want to do this, Rosemary? I mean, you don't have to, but.
0: Uh, I, I mean, I would prefer not. But hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay all right we'll just we're just teasing you You don't have to do it but I did think I did think it was funny that that was because I had not listened to radio in so long I'm thinking really this is what they're getting people to call in for (laughs) anyway all right so what else would you like to talk about
0: um I mean some of the other things that that did occur at AIPAC was fascinating. Oh yeah, um, it's, Israel Israel just had their elections, and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is has is now the prime minister again for the fifth time. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the only the only other prime minister that has done that is Ben Gurion, which is awesome. Oh, cool. But uh, um, it's like even his opposition. I mean, when, when it comes to dealing with terrorism in the area, the leadership almost would have done the exact same thing. The only big difference is that the religious community prefer BD. They just do. And uh, and that is, that is to be said, something very strong when it comes to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Is he understands what the state of Israel is um, and how integral the religion is to the area even if it's not the only religion there yes. and the perception that israel is partial to one religion over another is absolutely false and and even i think i feel like some christian perceptions of there being extra persecution of christian arabs in the area is also extremely false and i think that's something that needs to be corrected in the media and um and even in the Christian community I, I do see still witness um Christian organizations sympathizing to the point of the detriment of, of Arabs in, Israeli Arabs in the area and um and I I don't see that being helpful to Israel in the future but um, one of the other interesting things is with, a lot of the anti-Semitic verbiage that's being used in the yes. U.S. Congress right now, with Representative Alana Omar, she did get a lot of admonishment from Democratic leadership, and uh, the head of the Democratic Caucus talks about how there's not just three main fresh faces, freshmen people in the house of representatives for the democrat party he says like there are 64 and they all matter not just those three and he's of course talking about um uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar and and Rashida and- Tlaib and trying to like they're trying in, in some in some way it is posturing because they they haven't seemed to be able to Pull them off of their committee uh, appointments, which is really still sad to see that they don't have the function to act, fully act on what they think the democratic party should be in the house of representatives. But um, uh, on that same note, um, Nancy Pelosi, you know, did her speech at APAC and <laughs> She did speak against the BDS movement, the boycott, divestment, divestment and sanctions movement. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of surprised with her resistance to, to the completion of one of her thoughts. She talked about how the BDS movement is, uh, or, or at least people that support it, do not believe in, she almost said, the existence of a Jewish state she's like she says exists and then she kind of pulled back and said the um decided to say the self-determination of the jewish people mm. and i i i found that still a hesitation for her to make a solid case within the democratic party um but again like you've said before it's like it this socialist type of pandering that happened that continues to happen in the, in the Democratic party is uh, is unfortunately decided to marry up with this anti-semitic type of gesture and it doesn't seem to be going away nope. and and uh, we'll, we'll have to see how with the next election when it comes to the House of reps what what they're planning to do, did, with that, but uh, did
1: did you hear still about
0: lackluster, still lacking, did, and uh, did, not one hundred percent happy with that?
1: Yeah, did you did you hear what New York's doing with the Jews there and vaccinations?
0: Well, this is well. I don't necessarily see that as anti-Semitic. I see a lot of rabbis, and it's it's not just the Jewish community. It's it's even the homeschooling community or any other type of religious group. Um, when you have toddlers that are not even getting their MMRs. I think that's an issue when they're taking part in, uh, public government funded programs, when, especially school. I mean, if you have a child who has measles, I don't see why they should be around other children who are already vaccinated. Um, but, uh, it is, it is becoming a bigger issue. I don't think it's necessarily isolated to just the Jewish community. Um, uh-huh. uh, but uh, but again, it's uh, that vaccinations are are a whole nother thing. I can understand when someone doesn't want their children being vaccinated within a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's it's like if you're going to do that, you also shouldn't be exposing other children to it, and and, and minimizing that is better. Yeah. So, but if you're not going if you're not going to vaccinate your kids, you probably shouldn't be taking part. In other types of government-funded
1: programs. Yeah, I. be happy
0: with that, But
1: yeah, I have a friend who, who was telling me that, um, and I'll probably have have them on. But they were talking about how there's a thousand dollar fine uh, if you don't vaccinate, and or possible jail time if you don't. Which I,
0: I, which it, makes
1: yeah to yeah. Me, to me which makes us a communist nation because if you if you can go ahead and force vaccinations on people who don't want them, then you've lost your freedom. I mean, you're being penalized. You're going to jail and you're going to pay a thousand bucks. I mean, that's, that's not America. Like it used to be like when I grew up.
0: Forcing forcing is not, is not the answer. Um, I, I mean, again, I think it's an educational issue when it comes to vaccinations. I think a lot of other types of fake news have, have kind of dripped into what vaccinations are, but, um, but uh, it, again, yes, forcing it on a particular community is not good, mm-hmm. but I think I think being able to say you can't take part in certain types of government-funded activities, if you don't, is fine. It's like if you want to have a group of people have their own community somewhere else that they all don't want to vaccinate their kids, they need to be able to have their community elsewhere right. to do that. But uh, again, forcing them is not the answer. I know.
1: Amen. Okay, we need to get going because Bearface is like going, you know, we've got to wrap this up. Okay, so everybody, Rosemary doer, Yeah. Yeah, it is. I nailed it. Anyway, she's been our guest. (laughs) You guys love her. Um, In fact, our Periscope audience likes you a lot. Don't you? You guys want her come back, don't you? Um, uh, Yeah, Joey's saying, I live there in, in New York and I'm living in socialism in New York City. You know, I was born in New York state upstate and i'm so glad i don't live there and joey who's on all the time talking about politics said you did a good job rosemary just so you know that's high praise coming from joey joey giggles yep (laughs) anyway tell everybody where they can read your articles how they can follow you on facebook and social media and all that stuff
0: absolutely um you can find my articles on athens now and also the washington examiner you can find me on social media everywhere On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at R-L-Y-N-N-D-1. And, uh, yeah, find me, hit me up, talk. Happy to answer any questions there.
1: Yep, very cool. All right. All right, everybody. Hey, you know what? This has been a great show. I think tomorrow's Friday, is it? I think. It is. Which means it is free for all Friday. Yeah, it is. Right here on Bible News Radio, people. And I give you an opportunity to call in, say Bible News Radio. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> if K Earth One Hundred and One can do it, just saying, you guys should be able to do it. In fact, I tell you what—you can send me a recording of you saying Bible News Radio, however many times in ten in a in a ten-second block, <laughs> and whoever gets the most, I will give an Amazon gift card to. I'll play them on the air <laughs> if you want. You don't have to. I mean, don't be a stick in the mud, but you can do it. Have fun with it, okay? All right. All right, everybody. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Remember, as I always say at the end of every show, be bold, people, like Rosemary. Stand up, people, and go with God because he loves you. We'll see you tomorrow.